Welcome back, everybody. This is Ahmed. And your boy, Luffy. And this is the Brotherly Love Podcast episode... 21. 21, Savage. 21. 21, 21, 21. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, As you can tell, there's a little more different... You know, a little more difference in terms of the angles. We're still trying to test everything out. Like trying to get them angles. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, we're just pretty much just trying to test out like different angles, making sure that we um, we see our good side on TV. Ahaha, but also uh, no. just make sure that, you know, like, you know, what I'm saying just trying to figure out like what's you guys the best can see way. Us, you know, there's transparency in our conversations. I don't know whose <laughs> man's this is, bro. I swear, like this man has never been this like. I haven't even started drinking my coffee, too. I yeah, and he's started. so energetic. Bro, I just be energetic when we be shooting the podcast, to be honest. Yeah. I'm I'm either very chill and relaxed, or I'm just like, yo, I'm hyped to do it. Let's talk. Boom, 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 boom. Um, man, how has your week been? A lot, man. A lot. A lot going on the past couple of weeks. Um, just a lot of work. Today's a, a great day. Every day's a great day if you believe it to be so, but today's a, a good day because um it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. So Thanksgiving episode. Woo, woo. Who else who else shoots episodes on Thanksgiving? You know, every- probably not a lot of people. No. Cause cause why? Because they want to spend time with their family. They don't want to work. Uh, uh, I wanna I wanna spend time with my family. Uh. <laughs> this man is clowning people. <laughs> For spending time with their family. It's like, oh, you spend time with your your family? Oh, what are you, gay nigga? Like, like, damn. <laughs> nah, nah, it's cool because, like, you're my family. So, me working today, you know, or I shoot in the yeah. podcast, it is just, it's more. It doesn't even really time. feel like work, though. You know it's what I'm saying? Work. It's just like, just I'm, yeah, we're just talking, have a genuine conversation. Um, like I said before, it, although we live in the same household and although we have a lot of proximity towards each other, it doesn't feel like I have an actual conversation with you until we have this podcast and when we're able to actually sit down and spend quality time. Like, um, there was, um, there, there's a book, I'm, I'm rereading it, The Way of the Superior Man. And it was saying like, let's say for instance, when you have children, people think in order for you to like be like the best like father, the best mother, you have to spend like all your time and quality, you know what I'm saying? Like spend all your time with them. But it's like, if you are able to, differentiate between going from, let's say, oh, I spent all day with them, but you weren't really engaging with them to maybe one or two hours of like pure engagement, undivided attention. They will uh, remember that way much more than if you were just like, you know, like, oh, we're just going to go to the store. We're going to, you know, just simple stuff like that. So I'm learning to do that with the relationships I have with people because I'm realizing that, um, well, one time is valuable, but also like it's it's so important to to understand why you are in the relationships that you have with people. You know what I'm saying? Like understand who they are as people. Yeah, I mean, quality time is just that it's quality time. You know, mm-hmm. so a lot of people they just kind of coexist and cohabitate in a way where you ever heard the the phrase like familiarity breeds content? Yeah. Yeah. So like in that way, a lot of families, like, you know each other so much um, that, like, you hate you hate each other. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because like, you know you know everything about people, right? Yeah. And, like, and this, that's the crazy thing, too. You know, 
familiarity breeds content. So a lot of people have issues in their families, right? But if you acknowledge that familiarity can breed content, right? I feel like it helps you realize that there's no perfect person and how you have to, you just kind of have to let stuff slide, you know, because content is going to grow when you continue, you know, the more and more I know about someone, the more and more reasons I learn why I don't like someone just as much as, you know, when you're in love with someone and you're starting a relationship, they're like, oh, you know, it's great spending every day with you because every day I find out new things about you that I love and the puppy dog phase. Yeah, but it's like during that time, you're also finding out new things about them that you hate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just about what level of consciousness are you bringing to to each um, side of the person because we're all multifaceted, right? Mm. So um, over time, as you grow more and more numb to like those emotions and like you can be more raw with like, yo, this is what it is. You an asshole, bro. <laughs> you know, or yeah. in certain, or you a blah, blah, or you're acting, you know, or whatever, like, you know, it breeds some level of content. So um, I think it's interesting because I was having a conversation with one of my friends yesterday and we were talking about the fact that like, for some reason, people think settling is a bad thing. Like you say settling, are you saying that with like, uh, uh, um, like romantic, like kind of love or just saying, okay, okay. Like, I think you should settle. You think that you should settle. Yeah. Like, I think that if you, if you're one of those people who are like, oh, I don't want to settle, right? What tends, to, and I understand the, um, the mindset behind it, right? And the mindset behind it's great. But what ends up happening a lot of times or what I've seen is like, those people are like, oh, I don't want to settle for less than what I'm worth. And you shouldn't, right? But that very easily, there's a, another side of that that's toxic, which is like, um, I don't want to settle and then there's no one that fits this exceedingly large bill of demands. Okay. Because that person doesn't really exist. Okay, so before we continue, let's like break all this down because you have a lot of loaded things that you're oh, okay. just, yeah, yeah, just speaking. No, no, no. no. <laughs> don't apologize for living your life, bro. You know what I'm saying? I always say that to my friends. Don't ever apologize for living your life, for living uh your truth and, and speaking un- unapologetically. If my yeah. truth, right? Mm-hmm. Was hooking up with your girlfriend? Oh nah, <laughs> nah I'm just that'd be a terrible truth. <laughs> um, no, okay. So when, when you say settling, yeah, right. What do you mean by settling? I think that's a really good question because mm-hmm. I think then this is where it kind of goes into two different directions, right? I think a lot of people when they think about settling, they think about um, like compromise. They mm-hmm. think about giving up like things that you wanted you know um they think about good enough that phrase is oh they're good enough or this is good enough for the moment but Mm -hmm. it's not what i ultimately want a lot of times what you ultimately want isn't found in the wild you know it's like if you find it's like um what's 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 that nigga's name in pokemon um the the electric nigga What's that electric nigga? Pikachu? Yeah. So, uh, but it, it wasn't. 
My mind, it wasn't going to Pikachu. It was going to the Evolve version, Raichu. Oh, oh yeah, Raichu, Raichu. Yeah, so, like, there's no wild Raichus, right? Yeah. Right? You gotta get a Pikachu first. You gotta get a Pikachu and then evolve, like, through your relationship with the Pikachu. You train in the Pikachu. You feel me? Like This sounds like such a bad, like, I know I know exactly what you mean, and it's a good way, but also at the same time, <laughs> I this, know. this could be phrased like, or you gotta you train, train in them. Train your woman to feed you. <laughs> Terrible. Like, nah. No, I, I understand but, but, that completely. Yeah, but that's that's kind of what I mean. It's like, look, the settlement thing, like, it's because it's the word settling. I feel like it has a lot of, like, mm. like you said, loaded things with it, connotations, right? But if you look at it more so, like, I understand that I'm not a perfect person. I understand that any potential partner I might find isn't going to be perfect. But it's a matter about what am I willing to put up with? Like, which mm. character flaws and personality traits that I'm not necessarily a fan of or maybe ideas, am I willing to, like, let slide and work through and, and you know, address and communicate about our differences and, like, which things have to be there? Mm. And I think that that, you know, when we talk about settling, because that, be like, girl, don't settle for that. Or, you know, or, bro, like, you know, you a king, pick up your crown. like what? And a lot of times, like, they're coming from the right place and from the right intention because the other side of that very much does exist, the codependency and, like, I need to be with someone. And yeah. it's not about settling. It's about getting anything you can get. Like, that mm-hmm. other side of it is extremely toxic, too. But I do think that, like, a lot of times people in, and this happens more so people in relationships, they've been dating for six months to a year, something, and they're like, bro, this is getting stale. You know, this is boring. It's like, bro, relationships are kind of boring. Like, you you don't really go into a relationship for new and exciting. Even if you are the type of person where it's like, it's oh, for I love, companionship. It's for companionship. It's for stability. It's for mm-hmm. predictability, consistency. It's the almost the exact opposite reasons of why you choose to, like, exclusively date someone is why you would choose to be single, almost. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, like, the, I think the word settling uh, a lot of time does get that uh, that bad, bad rep where it's like... Um, Oh, like you, you shouldn't be settling for that. Like you deserve more, whatever it is. But it's like, okay, let, let, let's say for instance, just to be real, I'm not going to bag a, a, a 10, you know what I'm saying? Like, and a 10 isn't necessarily all the physical traits and that's it. But a 10 is literally the ultimate woman for me. You know what I'm saying? You will never get that 10 until you start working with them and understand them and understand their flaws. And one thing I've learned from relationships, from past relationships is that when you have a, a a growing relationship it's not ba- a, a, a basis of oh i do this for you so you do this for me I, you know it's not transactional it's more so about you have these flaws let me understand them and then help you like guide to a better light than what you were before that's it there's no I'm, I'm here to change you and control you. No, I have no part in that. You have to do that yourself. You know what I'm saying? But if you're able to say like, you know what, maybe, and you tell them like, you know, like, oh, I've noticed that you've done this or you do this kind of thing. Maybe we should change this kind of behavior. And they, and they help you out in those kind of aspects. So you go from a six to an eight. You know what I'm saying? Even after the relationship, you're still an eight. There's no, oh, I went all the way back to one. No, nigga. Like, what do you mean? Like, you are now an eight, not only because of the relationship, but also from the values that you've learned and the traits that you've learned from yourself and how you're able to um, um, work on on the negative uh, uh, factors about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, no one's a perfect person. Like, regardless if it's romantic or, or platonic, I think it was like maybe like last year or even like maybe this year, I it fully like dawned on me. I was like, yo my parents are people too. 
you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of, like I think as when you grow up, especially when you're a kid, like you don't really notice them as human beings. You just see them as your parents. But when you start growing up and you start seeing things about yourself as well, you're like, oh no, these are people, bro. These are human beings that have lives and that have emotions and that have flaws, just like myself. And um, I, I think maybe uh, settling is like a, a, a weird word to say. Maybe it's like, instead of, you should settle. It should be like, you should have a companion. I don't really know. It's a weird way to to phrase it. Mm-hmm. There's um, <clears throat> you brought up a couple different things. Like one mm-hmm. in terms of uh, like transactional relationships. That's another phrase, right? That people use and and they're like, this is not the type of relationship you want. You don't want a transactional. Really, it's difficult for me to understand. So I'm gonna you know place yeah, the burden yeah, yeah. on you. Like to break that down because from my understanding, every relationship is transactional. You don't have relationships with other people if there's not something that you want to gain from that relationship. Okay, that's that's true. I guess when I when I think of transactional, it is coming from a negative place. It's more so like I do this for you, so you do this for me. But instead of it being a, a place of benefit and where it's like a nourishment, it's more so like I'm gonna drain you yeah, because I want these certain. Because any relationship, if you think about like, bro, if I'm if I was married and I had a wife, for instance, right? <clears throat> and say for instance, she decided to stay at home with the kid. She mm-hmm. would she would expect that I do certain things and I would expect that she does certain things. Or if you think about two other people in two other sorts of, you know, situations or contexts, like there's a certain level of expectations that you have in the relationship. You know, I think the transactional thing is like like you said, where does the intention come from? Right. Is the intention about growing the relationship or is it about draining the relationship for its resources? Yeah. If you're trying to grow the re- like the resources that are within the relationship, you have to grow the two people in the relationship. If you're just looking to drain the resources, it's like, all right, you know, like, well, you know, I made I made you food three days ago. So, like, you're supposed to pay for this tonight. And like and y'all are married and sh- and then you wonder why people get divorced. I was telling my boy about this. I was like, bro. You know, the number one cause of divorce is money. Really? Yeah. Like, it's financial. Like, think about all the people out here cheating. Like, people can get over cheating. But money is, like, causes all these problems. And, like, a big part of it is because there's, like you said, there's a lot of, like, transactional mindsets or, like, transactional, like, things about money that I think that like a lot of men they grow up with and a lot of women too about what role your partner is supposed to play in money and like it breeds a lot of unhealthy things like there's a lot of people in relationships where it's like they have no idea about the finances it's like oh my partner handles that Mm. are you a child what do you mean (laughs) your partner handles that like you're an adult like you're supposed to have like and it's not it doesn't like it doesn't matter say I'm bringing home 100% of the money Mm -hmm. my wife needs to still know yeah, she needs to know. She needs to. This is the day we get paid. These are all our bills. She needs to be just as much involved in the budgeting. Pro- it doesn't matter if I bring home all the money, just like it doesn't matter if she's the one who's staying at home with the kid. I still need to raise my f- kid because I'm an adult. Yeah, like uh, there is. Um, I forgot where I read this from, but it was pretty much probably like a YouTube video where, um, you know, a lot of times, uh, especially with uh, how feminism is now, I think feminism in general is, is a great movement but they're like in any kind of movement there's people who are outliers and people who are the extremists of it and the people who are extremists of feminism is they're most likely they're not most likely they are like 
I'm doing this like, oh, like I deserve to have these rights and these e equality things, you know, boom, 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 boom. But when it's presented, it's like, oh, but I don't want to do that, though. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think especially now how America's going, it's like, yo, it doesn't matter if you are the the bread maker. It doesn't matter if you are the, the child taker. You still have to be engaged in both of those you know, both of those outlets, because if you're only in one side and think, oh, this is my only sole responsibility. No, not at all. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to know what's going on as well. So that way you can be prepared if there is a, a mishap, if there's something going on, you know what I'm saying? You need to be involved into both of these segments of your life. So like when, and you know, and like I said, two this holes is coming together. Yeah. It's two holes coming together. You need to understand it. But uh, I was going to say like, this is definitely from, you know, what, we have been pressured into is that oh men you get all the money you know what i'm saying you make you make the bread the women you take care of the children um and you don't have to worry about the the physical labor you don't have to worry about all that kind of stuff but it's like um what do you mean you know what i'm saying like if 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 we truly truly want equality in uh um in relationships you both have to be putting in that same amount of work otherwise it's it's someone's going to always resent you for some kind of thing like, it's like, oh, I'm always, let's say, for instance, the guy's like, oh, I'm always doing the dishes, da 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 And then I'm not saying this is all girls. This is probably like a small fraction of girls, but it's like, but I gave you put. Okay. Like, that doesn't, you know what I'm saying? That's not going to equal, you know, uh, uh, add up to what I want and not my actual relationship. Like, if you can offer me more than just that, if just the physical, then there can be something going on. But, like, sometimes... Uh, people think that's all they have to offer or it's like just a kind of bare minimum. Mm. It's, it's tricky because <clears throat> that is an important part of relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Like if the relationships built off of that, then, you know, what else can you possibly expect? Oh, sure. That's definitely, definitely <laughs> true. Know, to, to, to happen. I, I mean, let's, let's be honest too. Like a lot of people in general, like, they don't put themselves with good partners because, you know, they're not looking at it that way. They're not looking mm. at it as a partnership. It's more they're looking so, at it transactional. Yeah, they're looking at it like, yo, like this chick is cool. She comes over Friday nights me off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Saturday we be chilling. Like, and then she's gone on Sunday. And then I don't gotta worry about her and this and that. And then they live that life for three, four years where it's like, I got this chick who just steady comes over and you know, gives me the whoppy toppy, like <laughs> the whoppy toppy. And all I gotta do is continue working and having, you know, paying my bills to pay for this apartment, which I was gonna do anyways. You know, so it's like, and then you, so that's what you end up thinking, like that's all the relationship really needs and and stuff like that. When it's like, you know, it's a lot more, especially if you're not thinking about three years of happiness. If you're trying to think about thirty years of happiness, and one of you guys wants a kid, or one of you guys wants this and that, like, there's a lot of moving parts and pieces to it you know and it's really like you you know you started off kind of saying like your parents are people too so you know <laughs> it's really not this is what i was trying to say is like it's really not any different from building a good relationship with your parents as a child mm. you know and like and that's it's going it's tough for me because like i get that not everyone has the same um, circumstance like a lot of people grew up in single family households a lot of people grew up in two parent households where their parents were assholes or you know or like they were just objectively bad parents to them at the time whatever right but it's like you kind of have to 
we said like accept people's character flaws right if you choose to keep them around like i'm not saying you have to oh family is always family like no i it is family is always going to be your family but um you can choose who you interact with within your yeah. family no yeah that's I what i was gonna say i was like it doesn't necessarily matter if you're blood or not you know what i'm saying for me to consider you my family you don't need to be blood but but you do immediately consider people who are blood. Family. Of course, of yeah, course. So I'm like, that, so that's, that's, that's growing matter. up. But like when once you start understanding, and I was gonna bring this up. Like I think the key term of this year is boundaries, right? A lot of times, uh, people would be like, "Oh, you, you like, what do you mean you're not gonna talk to your family? Like that's not like you should like like your family or like they'll they'll try to put expectations on you of how you should feel. But it's like you don't even know the circumstances I'm in in terms of why I don't. Um, let's say for instance, I don't, I don't speak to a certain family member or whatever it is. You can have your reasonings and if they're legitimate reasons and they obviously are like making it worse for you, you don't need to like associate them with your quote unquote family. Now, obviously in terms of blood, yeah, they're your family. You know, blood is family. I think, I think it's just, it's getting too semantical in a sense, like the, cause you're missing kind of the point. I feel like the point isn't to push people away. It's the opposite. It's not, my point isn't to, to say that, you know, you can choose and decide who's your family. So if someone's not rocking with you like that, push them away. I'm making actually the opposite point. I'm saying that even if someone's pushed you away, if you don't have it within yourself to like overcome that, and I'm not saying mend the whole relationship, but if you can't at least forgive them, right truly forgive someone else and move past the situation right like you can forgive someone and stop talking to them you know what i'm saying like like and that's completely cool as long as you've reached peace within yourself that like yo i've forgiven them for what they've done i understand how if i was 22 and i just had a child too i might have felt this way and blah 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 you know because a lot of people like you said like you they'll grow up then they'll be 25 and they'll be like damn I just realized my dad had me five years ago. No wonder that nigga left. You know, and I'm not saying it's that easy, right? Or whatever, because all that shit affects you. But if you can reach that level of empathy, love, and like understanding with the relationships that you have with your family members, then I think that you can develop very good relationships with other people. No, That's yeah, the point that, that, I was trying no, to No, yeah, the, I, and then I agree with that. I was just, mm-hmm. I was just adding on. I was like, if... You know, after that, after that fact, let's say, for instance, once you have, um, you know, at least try to make amends or at least forgiven them. Like, I, I really think as people, you cannot move on with your life until you have forgiven the people who have hurt you and also forgiving yourself for hurting other people. You know what I'm saying? People want to act like they don't hurt people. Nigga, you hurt people all the Not saying you, you know what I'm saying? But plural, like, nigga, you hurt people all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, to act like you haven't hurt anyone or you haven't like made any kind of wrongs is like, it's like ignorance is bliss in a way. You know what I'm saying? I think in order for you to truly evolve, you need to reach out to the people who have hurt you, you know, express how you felt, but also in a way of forgiveness of like, you know, you understand why that happened now. But after that, you don't have to talk to them anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if you choose to, like, you know, have your own boundary and be like, you know, I don't want to talk to this person anymore, but I have forgiven them for what they have done, that is okay. That I think that is healthy. But in terms of just, like, F everybody, I'm not going to talk to anybody, boom, 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 and trying to push every single person away, that is a very toxic kind of mindset. Yeah, my my philosophy is always, like, but not always, I'm not going to front. Like, I try to, like, you extend the olive branch and then walk away. 
Yeah. Like, that's all it is. Like, you extend... I mean, well, obviously, you have to have done your own healing, quote-unquote, so that you could extend the olive branch, but you just extend it and walk away. You don't even see if they... Once they grab onto it, then you'll know, and then you can walk back to the whatever. But, like, it's almost like you're throwing out 100 fishing rods. It's like, I'm going to just cast out this fishing rod and, like... I'm going to just chill. Whatever, I'm going to just chill. Like, you know, at the end of the day, the fish can decide what the fish wants to do. You know what I'm saying? You're getting froggy, nigga, jump. No, I'm <laughs> But, uh, like... Yeah, like, I, I do think, though, that you do have an onus for your relationships, right? Like, for the health of your relationships, it, even if it was a whole bunch of shit that happened Yeah, And because, you know, then you'll end up in a situation, like you're saying, with the ignorance is bliss, where it's like, I was listening to NPR on the radio yesterday, and the lady was talking about a study that, like, she had just finished conducting or whatever, and she was talking to people who had, like, women who had gotten divorced mm-hmm. and then remarried. Right. And a lot of those women who got divorced and remarried, what they realized is like, yo, their first husband really didn't do that much bad. Mm. Like and a lot of these women, right, who like she was interviewing, they actually got divorced twice. Like they got married, divorced, married someone different and then divorced them, too. Right. And like when she would talk to them, they like they'd be like, yeah, you know, during my second marriage. Right. So think about the time like this is on their second marriage is when they're realizing that, oh, I don't really think my husband did anything that wrong in the first marriage. Now, why would the realization hit them then instead of like any time in between? Like you would think that, I mean, I'm not saying you have to fully heal all, you know, before you can do anything else. Like, no, nah, we're, nah, we're, we're not, constantly, yeah, we're you know constantly what I'm saying? healing. Life is a life is a life but you is need a battle. To, but you need to at least have like a good ground structure before you even proceed yeah, further. Yeah. yeah. You know, because in the reason a lot of those women she was saying the argument she was making, they got divorced twice is exactly what you were saying is that um, they never fully like actualized that realization. They never fully grasped it. The ones who stayed married the second time, she was saying like they got it, but it only hit them in that second relationship because they were feeling all the same feelings that they had the first time, except they, they were like, bro, like this is something then wrong with me probably. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then it was starting to to hit them. But think of how much has passed them during that time. Like you could have divorced your first husband almost five years ago. Like, which means that like there's people who are gonna be going around five years, right, without an apology. Right? Just like your dad might have walked out on you 20 years ago and has never apologized. That dude, or you as a child who whose dad walked away 20 years ago, if you don't learn to forgive your ex-wife for whatever. You probably not gonna reach that re healthy state to re enter a relationship, and that's what ends up happening with a lot of these dudes. Who it's like they get divorced because because um, their their wife was on some other shit, right, <laughs> and they end up getting divorced. Yeah, and then they go complete red pill MGTOW, like oh fuck all women, you know what I'm saying? You just have it's, to be a bachelor similar, um, and like just have you know just smash women and stuff, but don't don't. Don't, don't ever get cuff. Into, yeah, don't ever no, cuff it, and get it, into it, a relationship. It's, it's similar to... Um, and they're really hurt, too. Oh, no, yeah. They're... Yeah, the, the, the dudes who are all red pill, you know what I'm saying? They're like, F these bitches, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, they're deeply, deeply hurt. I always, like, whenever someone's like that, I keep my distance. I'm like, yo, something is literally yeah, internally wrong. It's like, bro, you got butt hurt. You got you butt hurt by something. It. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, to, you don't think I got my heart broken? <laughs> it's similar to the the dudes who got like heartbroken in middle school type stuff. And then they take it with them 
for years and, yeah. they, and, and they then never... they become successful later on in life and then they then they start rejecting girls because oh when i was in middle school these girls didn't like me now but now like you me. like me but now they like it's like yeah nigga you you're a, a different loser person. in middle school you yeah. were a loser in middle school loser <laughs> why would they want to date you no yeah i i had to uh <laughs> there, there was a point as well like i was questioning myself i was like yo why is it now that you know that shawty's like me you know what i'm saying because I, I would i was still you have in, something to offer now Sorry. I mean, let me, no, it's all good. Let me explain. But, um, you know, I, I was doing some like, uh, 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 retrospection in terms of like my, my past kind of thing. And I was like, yo, like when I was in middle school, even in high school, nigga, I was a nerd. Like I had no swag, you know, nothing. I had nothing, whatever it is. But so much you said, like, but now I have something to offer and now I have some kind of value. And, it, and, I think men especially shouldn't see that as like, oh, now you like me now. It's like, be happy that they like you now. You know what I'm saying? That means you have potential. That means you have something going on for you. Here's the here's the hard truth, right? Because there's it's a double-edged sword. Like that's and that this is one of the the um the difficulties of life, right? We there's always these contradictory truths that exist. What we're saying is completely true, right? But it, what's also true is the way that men are raised is that you're supposed to like me for me, right? Like that because we get so fed about, oh, you know, a woman's going to take your money and as soon as it's gone, she's gone too. Mm. Because we're so that that message gets so pushed into our heads. Like it, it's it tells us that like, yo, it, when you find a girl, like especially if you're about your shit and you're trying to like make moves and money stuff, you have to make sure like this chick likes you for you, not for all the other stuff. Cause you know, you don't know what's going to happen to that, all that other stuff. Right. And that's true. Like your woman should like you for you, meaning she should like your character, not just your quote unquote, like the personality, the stuff on the outside. She should like the stuff on the inside, your integrity, the honesty, the blah, 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 blah. That, that's what I mean by value though. Yeah. Yeah. But here's, here's the, here's the thing is like, did you value that when you were 12 or 13? Or did you value but the chick with the, the cute face and the fat ass? That's true. But what I'm saying also is like, I understand what you're saying. It is a double-edged sword. Is that, you know, you, at, at first glance, you know what I'm saying? It's usually the appearance. It's usually the accolades. It's usually, you know, just the appearance of it, right? And I do think that has value. But in terms of the long-term relationships or the reason why they like you, that could be an artificial reason, yes, but it's also because you've upgraded your integrity. You've upgraded your self-confidence. You've upgraded these qualities that you thought were good when you were like 12 or 13, whatever it is. But then you worked on them. You know, you worked your, on yourself as a person. That's why I always say, like, there's a difference when a man who, you know, what I'm saying has no direction in life and has no like kind of ambition and is just waltzing through life without any kind of means usually isn't seen as as attractive right but when a man internally works on himself constantly 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 there's a different kind of energy that he brings to the room that women can know immediately i i believe that women have low-key a radar in a way that's like who has the most value not just in terms of the the uh, uh money accolades oh you know that, that's artificial but you as a person i don't i don't get that like how why, why are, because why are you separating the two like that's and that's that's kind of the point i'm trying to make is like why are you separating you from the stuff that you do and that I, okay you've so produced? i'm not i'm not like although in a way the conversation what i was saying it seemed like i was separating no they're the same entity mm -hmm. right but they're like subcategories that's all so like 
yeah, that's all I was saying. Like, yeah, they can definitely like you for your accolades, your money. I'm not um, excusing that whatsoever. But what I'm also saying, right, is that they can also like you and majority will usually like you because of your integrity. Because I of highly your disagree. You disagree? Yeah. Why? Bro, I don't I don't think you're walking down the street and a chick is like, oh, that's an attractive dude because he was honest in his conversations. They're they're looking at all the other stuff you were talking about, and then that makes the indication about all the other things. I actually don't think So instead of it being like a two-way uh, like separation, like here, maybe it's like a, a, a direct like uh, vertical line. So maybe it's, it's, it's like appearance, or, and then it goes or, into. I'll that. say this: it's not all or nothing. Like mm-hmm. it's not oh all women look at it this way no. or whatever. But societally, I think the majority of people they're gonna look at it from outward appearances of success. Raise my attraction level enough to figure out if you have integrity and if you're responsible and if you're accountable and if you're blah, 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 blah. I agree. But I don't think people go around figuring out people's values first. But that's that, that wasn't what I was. But, but, but what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say is they all these women that you're getting now, right? Mm-hmm. They can't be attracted to you for your values if they're not going to take the time to get to know your values. And the that's only true. way they'll get to know your values is if the those materialistic things are at the forefront, making you interesting enough for them to spend enough time to get to know your values. Like, you don't be walking up to ugly chicks and being like, dang, like, you know, you're really trustworthy and accountable. That's like, true. You know what I'm okay, saying? Okay, so, so let me rephrase it because we're on the same page. It's just the way I phrased it was just wrong so initial right initially it is the appearance it is the accolades it is that but i also believe that is a reflection of the inner work yeah right yeah, yeah so, okay is. perfect That's perfect so like when you work on yourself right and when you work on your 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 dream but also like your character and your integrity all those you know values that is a direct reflection of the physical appearance the physical um, uh, accolades, the awards, the, you know, just the, the, um, the attention that you have just from that. Right. So I think that, I think that ultimately like in order for you to get that, you have to work on yourself first, because although that is what they find after they look at your initial, uh, appearance, that will never like curate, that will never happen unless you work from the bottom up instead of going from the up bottom, um, it's bottom up. No, I think you can actually start from the top down. It's really yeah, and you'll be successful, but it'll it'll always be limited term success. You have okay. to you have to re- like you you phrased it by saying for long term. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're worried about or if you're considering like finding good long term partnerships and and relation building, you know, good relationships with people. I agree with the way that you're setting it up. But I think that the majority of men, like if we're going to be honest, they don't look at it that way. They look at it as like uh let me let me do this stuff, right? Or whatever this work for myself, but that's not really the main goal. The main goal was that is that secondary stuff because as long as the secondary stuff is there, the women are going to be there. And all right, cool. Like, as long as the women are there, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? They're not thinking about like, yo, are the women going to be there when you're 70 or 65 <laughs> or 70? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, or, or whatever. Like, so like, yeah, I, I completely agree. And the, the reasons that people become attracted to, to different things. But, you know, going back to it, like, you know, if you're in middle school, right. And like, 
um, women are pushing you away and they're like, oh, you know, I don't like this dude. And then you grow up and you become successful. And now women are attracted to you. And you have your, like your pick of the litter, pretty much. Like, <laughs> uh, My point is like, you should never resent them for not choosing you earlier because yeah. you weren't worthy of being chosen earlier. Yeah. And it's not just the fact that you didn't have... Like, you know, like going back to relating to what you're just saying, it's not because you didn't have the money when you were in middle school and stuff, whatever. But like later on in life, as you worked on these things, you made yourself more attractive. Like you made yourself a more viable option to people. And like, that's completely reasonable because there's a lot of people that if you would have met them 10 years ago, you wouldn't be attracted to them, who they were. Yeah. They had to go through certain life experiences so that they could be molded into the individual that they are today, you know? Yeah. Like, 100%. Yeah, there there is um there's 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 a chick one of my friends is dating or he's seeing um and she's she's she looks amazing. Like very physically attractive woman, right? Um he showed me a picture of her from like 2 years ago. She sent him a picture. She weighed like 75 80 pounds heavier than when she like mm. two it looks like two completely different people in the pit like you you is almost a hundred pound weight loss like it's Mashallah. Re- it's ridiculous and the conversation I was having with him is like is he was telling me he was like if I would have met her two years ago he was like I wouldn't I wouldn't even have looked twice like walking down the street yeah and and he was saying like is that wrong of me you know he was laughing so I was like bro to be honest with you like you can't help what you're attracted to because what you're attracted to, just like what a woman's attracted to, indicates certain things about you as a person. It doesn't say everything about you, but it indicates certain things about you. And off of that indication, there's 7 billion people out here. I'm not going to spend an hour long date with everyone to figure out if, if we got the same values. I have to use certain things. To filters. narrow down, yeah, to narrow down my list of people. Some people, their list is to narrow down is I need someone who's over six foot with six pack abs. He drives a Mercedes S class, like they, whatever, right? But for instance, and it sounds ridiculous, right? But what does being over six foot tall indicate? It indicates that that you're strong, right? To women, at least, yeah. it indicates that you're strong. What is having six pack abs? It indicates that you're healthy. These are biological signals for women. having the Mercedes S class. It means you have wealth. It means you have financial resources. You know what I'm saying? Like, it sounds superficial, whatever. Same thing as, like, when you look at a girl and, like, she's 75, 80 pounds overweight, you'd be like, you know, me looking at her as someone who's, like, literally trying to become, like, a triathlete, I would immediately, the first thing I would think is we don't have compatible lifestyles. We don't have compatible values, whatever. That doesn't mean immediately because I see a, a chick who's skinny. It's like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> like no, like a yeah. bunch of bad women. Like, it doesn't matter what size. A bunch of good women doesn't matter what size. But th- how you present yourself to the world is how the world receives your value structure. Mm. You know, like you're okay. a walking representation of your own value hierarchy. Like, you know, there's some people it's like they're 40 years old. Uh, like you'll meet like a woman who's 40 years old. She got like crinkly skin and. She just looks old at 40. And why? Because she valued smoking cigarettes more than she valued like other things. And you can and you start to figure out like, oh, these are the ramifications of your value structure. Like we look like what we value. Mm. I like that. I like that a lot. It's like your uh, uh, the way that you work on yourself and the way that you present yourself, like you said, to the world 
is how they will perceive you, regardless if it's good or if it's bad. Um, and I wanted to touch on the uh, um, the artificial things, right? And I remember at one point, I used to be like, yo, like, shawty's that only wants you for the money or the cars or how you, like, physically look. Like, oh, they're so artificial. But at the same time, it's like, it biologically makes sense why they choose that. I'm not saying I, um, you know, condone that, you know what I'm saying? But I understand completely. It's like, you want someone who's physically healthy so that your offspring are healthy. You want someone who's tall so that your offspring can be like big people. You want someone who has financial resources so that you don't feel like you're ever going to be in debt or you're going to lose money. It makes sense. It's similar to why dudes like chicks with fat asses. It means you have big birthing hips. That means you can have, you can bear children. Yeah. That's the main reason. That's the same thing with, with like breasts. It's like having bigger breasts means you're able to supply more milk. It's all like a biological thing. So when we say... Oh, that's so artificial. Oh, you don't look at it for it looks. It's like it, but that's what I'm gonna look at first. I'm not gonna like like you said. I'm not gonna pull like, damn, Shawty, I respect you damn, so much. Shawty got the baddest personality, bro. Like, bro, your values her. made me want a nut, my G, bro. Like, no, it's like, <laughs> damn, look at that ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 like that. It's all real, like simple, you know, real simplistic things. But I guess the question I was gonna ask you was like. So now that we're talking about values and now that we're talking about how, you know, men should um, men should approach the world like with, with their truest self, 100% their truest self. How can men that are, are listening to this or even women, because I think it's a universal thing. How can they um, put themselves in a hierarchy that's like for themselves, that's at a better place than what they are now? So pretty much how can they better themselves? Hmm. I mean, I think you gave the answer, kind of. Like, it's all in your value hierarchy. You is it, but that's the thing. Is it just values, or is it also... Um, I, I really think so, man, because, like, you know, your interests, like, what you're interested in, that's, like, almost like a reflection of your personality. True. You know, it's like, oh, you know, you like to read, you like Dungeons and Dragons, you like bowling, you like whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just all different variations. And, like, to be honest, and, like, that's the thing is, like, Say say you're looking for a partner, right? It's important that you guys have similar interests because, like, you guys, when you're chilling, you guys want to be doing the same, not the, the same thing all the time, but, like, I want to be like, yo, like, let's watch Dave Chappelle, and she has, she's interested in Dave Chappelle because she appreciates that style of humor. Or I'm like, yo, let's go bowling and say I like to bowl, right? I do. Right? Bowling's cool. Yeah, it is, right? And she's like, all right, cool. Like, you know, I like to bowl. We could, that's an activity that we can do, like spend time together doing. But outside of that level, interest is probably the lowest level of um, compatibility, shared interest, right? Like the next level up might be like goals. So this might be like how you developed a lot of friends in school, right? So like think of the first one is when you play like intramural basketball. The only thing that brought you guys together is you guys all like basketball. But that's good enough for like a casual friendship, right? Yeah. Think about the next level is like shared goals. Now you're in college. All of you around you have the goal of graduating. That goal is a lot stronger and a bigger unifier of the relationship. But if that goal changes, aka after you graduate, a lot of people's friendships split away. Why? Because now you guys don't have the shared goals anymore. You might have some similar interests, but that's not the same depth of relationship. And I think at the highest level is shared values. Okay. So interests, goals, values. values. Yeah. And these values are like 
what determines the long-term success of the relationship. If I value being a boss and being an entrepreneur, that's going to be doing today and 50 years from now. It's about my mindset. It's how I think about the world fundamentally, like what you value, right? And those things like is what like is the is that slow burning fire. That's the thing where it's like Yo, this is a businessman, right? We had a conversation. This is a businessman and he he loves his family and whatever. We don't have any interest in common, right? We don't have any goals. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying like just yeah, hypothetically. Yeah. We don't have any interest in common. We don't have any goals in common, right? But just the fact that we value the same thing, I'm going to always remember this person. I'm going to come back. I'm going to call him in a year. And maybe three years from now, me and that person end up doing business together. Now, think about it, right? I was talking about you playing intramural basketball. You going to college with someone. You starting a business venture with someone. Like, there's levels to the, like, the depth of a relationship that you'll have with someone that you start a business venture with versus someone I just played pickup soccer or basketball with. It's completely different levels. And I think, like I said, shared interests, shared goals, shared values. Mm-hmm. I know, like, I don't even know if I answered your question, but no, that, that no, because the I was the reason why I asked this question was for myself as well. Because mm-hmm. although I know I am elevating mentally and spiritually, all that good stuff, it's still good to learn from someone who's older than me and understand like how the relationships work. And I was when you said that that slow fire, it reminded me of um, of Naruto. So in Naruto, there is this uh, phrase, and it's called the will of fire, right? And all shinobi ninja, whatever it is, like. They won't get it, but a few select people will get it. And what it is is the mindset. So Naruto, when he was a teenager, and he was, and he, and even as a kid, he was always saying, "I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna become Hokage. I'm gonna become Hokage. I'm gonna be the one." Is of that the, like the Avatar? No, nah, it's not the Avatar. It's more so like the leader of the village of the mm-hmm. Hidden Leaf Village. And he's like, "I'm gonna be that. You guys are gonna respect me. I'm gonna make sure that this whole place is crazy. Like in terms of like production, whatever it is, right?" Everyone's like. What are you talking about, nigga? Like, you're like the weakest person here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you suck. Like, this person is way better than you. He doesn't even try. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that inside of him, he had these values and um, and he had this kind of mindset. Now, obviously, his friends had completely different interests than him, right? But the friends that he grew up with, he, he known since he was a kid and now they're adults and they're all really slow, close friends, right? But it's because of that will of fire that he had so many good relationships with people. Like there is, um, um, right now I'm watching like the original series when he was a kid and there is this uh, uh, part where they are helping this bridge builder um, go to this next village because there's people that are trying to attack him because they're like, oh, if we kill him, then the, vill- uh, the bridge won't be built and we'll have... Uh, um, pretty much like a, a soul, um, a monopoly pretty much, right? And so Naruto um, came across this kid who got affected from from the people who were having the monopoly in the village. And he was always crying because his dad died. He was like the, the hero in the village and he didn't believe in heroes, whatever it is. But Naruto, regardless, he would get in his face. He's like, I don't give a f-. They didn't really say that. <laughs> to a five-year-old, I don't give a f-. No, but he said, I don't, like, I don't care what you say. I'm a hero and I'm going to show you like... You know, the value. And the thing is, this kid is like five years old and Naruto's like 12. Mm. But just from that interaction, that kid will always remember Naruto because he showed him like, you have to believe in yourself if you ever want to do something. No one's ever, no one else is ever going to believe in you. And so just from that interaction, like they became not necessarily the bestest of friends, but that that relationship is way more strong than if he just passed by somebody and just said, you know, talked about ramen or something. You know what I'm saying? Like it's... It's all all different ballparks. So that's why right now I'm a, I'm a big advocate on 
um, um, centering your your lifestyle around those that you admire. You know what I'm saying? Instead of it being from a place of jealousy or envy, surround yourself with people that you admire and be like, yo, like they're doing this. That makes me want to do this even more. They have this kind of value and this kind of like fire in their heart. That makes me want to do this. You know what I'm saying? And that can, that, you don't even have to talk to them all the time. You know what I'm saying? That's the one thing about like friendships or relationships I learned. You don't have to talk to people all the time if you don't want to. But also we're all living life. You know what I'm saying? Like when I see you, I'll see you. You know what I'm saying? It's not even a place of of hurt or you didn't call me. It's like, yo, we're living life. You know what I'm saying? And when we engage with each other, it's exactly how we left off. Mm. The only thing I... Uh, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> oh, okay. You know the story about the bridge builder? The one I was just talking about? Kinda. Okay, explain. So, um, there's this guy, right? Okay. <laughs> he he builds bridges for a living. Mm-hmm. He built 10,000 bridges. Oh. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about now. <laughs> he built 10,000 bridges. 10,000 of them. 10,000 bridges. And he sucked one dick. <laughs> He's a dick sucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when you said bridge building, that's the first thing I thought for some reason. I don't know, but yeah. Anyways, for you guys who don't know, right? The guy builds ten thousand bridges. He sucks one. He's now a dick sucker. He's not a bridge builder. <laughs> like, it's an unfortunate reality of the the world we live in, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, how much? Um, we have uh, about twelve minutes left. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. cool. Um, you know, like if you want to. So for me, to, I guess, to finish answering, the, I answered, I think, part of it, like, finish answering it kind of like, if you think about your, like, how can you level up? How can you boss up? Whatever, right? I described from you the 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 depths of relationship from interest to values, right? So it's like interest, then goals, then values. What you want to do as an individual is flip it. Right. A lot of people tell you, oh, you just got heartbroken. Oh, jump your, you know, jump into your hobbies. Right. That's that's one of the last things you do. The first thing you do is you have to sit down with yourself and figure out what are your values. Right. Let me make sure that like I didn't lose my values in this past relationship. Mm. Let me make sure that like I still what it is that and over time, the things that you value in life change. That's true. Right. Like at some age, some people value creative freedom and exploration and, um, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then then they have a kid and then their value changes. And then it's my my number one value is to raise my daughter to be a great woman and say someone else is in a job. My number one I'm about coming up for promotion. My number one value. And it's kind of like that kind of crosses the line between goal and value kind of but it's really like on a value hierarchy that's what we're talking about so at all times you need clear value hierarchy what is the most important thing to me right now then what is next then what is next because that helps you organize your day and your life moving forward from there you figure out all right, what is it that I want to accomplish now? Now that I know what's important to me, what is it that I want to accomplish? Oh, it's important to me to have a kid. My goal then should be to get married and you know have raise a family or whatever. Like you start to figure out the goals, right? Because now you you made your values. Now you figure out what goals is, do you have? Okay, you have a whole bunch of free time now. You're not in a relationship. The last thing you do after you figure out your values, you know, you clarify. Sorry, your values and you. You um, 
you figure out your goals or whatever. Yeah. Um, is then you go into your interest and you start interacting with other people because your interest is where you interact with other people on a, and on a casual level. Your goals and your values is where you interact with people on an emotional and intellectual level. Okay. So you go out there. The final thing you do is you go to the pickup basketball or you go to the mixed league kickball, whatever. And then you meet bad shoddy at the kickball league with the fatty at the kickball league, right? And what? You guys have that shared interest of kickball, but you spent the time working on your goals and your values. What are you looking at the camera for, bro? <laughs> when will you ever meet a shoddy with a fatty at a kickball league? <laughs> bro, <laughs> hypothetically. I know, I know. It's just, I was just thinking, I was like, you just had a kickball league just doing your thing and it's running, like you run into the base, like, damn, shoddy. Like, <laughs> girl working third base, thick. <laughs> girl, thick. Girl, nah, thicker than the base. <laughs> no, nah, I, I, I agree, though. I agree, like, I think... Um, what I've I think what I've just learned in the past like three years mm-hmm. is um let's say for instance you did get your heart broken, whatever it is. Um, you know, a lot of times they're like, oh, start getting money, you know, uh focus on yourself. And okay, that's that's true, that's right? True. That's all true. But if you don't allow yourself to process everything that just happened, you know what I'm saying, you will still feel hurt two years later. That's the reason why dudes will Why feel, did this relationship fail? Yeah, and you have to ask yourself th- that question, like, why did this relationship fail? And one thing that people don't like to admit is that, now, obviously, there are the outliers where it's like, no, it was just this person. Like, they are the toxic. Yeah. Cool. Some, someone dated Hitler. Yeah, know? pretty much. Like, someone, someone dated, Hitler. dated Hitler. But majority of the time, you had fault into it, too. There's no, I hate it. I absolutely hate it when people go on social media or people, um, you know, talk about their relationships and you can hear this in men and women too. And they victimize themselves and they put it to like, oh, but like they, like they never listen to me. And if you ever did me, uh, if we never talk again, like it's because of you. It's like, wh- what do you mean? You had part into this relationship too. You mean to tell me you didn't do anything wrong? Bullshit. Nigga, you know what I'm saying? So like, I think people should actually look inside themselves and be like, yo, what did I do wrong in the relationship? And it might take a while because we don't like to admit our mistakes. You feel me? Like we don't like to admit when we're wrong. But when you are able to see like, oh damn, it's because I did this. Okay, let me see. Now that I learned what kind of values do I want to put into my next relationship, but also into myself. Okay, from there, what are my goals in life? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, who do I want to surround myself with? You know, what kind of energy do I want to uh, surround myself with? And then when, I think that's why I said, like, when you have that strong, uh, uh, stable connection with the earth, when the earth or is like just you pretty much, like when you have that strong, stable connection with yourself, then you can venture out and have that, that olive branch to other people who might have a casual, you know, friendship with it so that you don't get that codependency and you don't get like when someone just shows you the slightest bit of respect, you're like, love it's like no not at all you know what what people are gonna say you're doing though hmm. it's another it's another one of those words people use they're gonna say you're victim blaming I have a question right <laughs> <laughs> right like um what's what's like I understand right victim blaming but victim blaming has become you have no accountability for the things that happen to you. You know, victim blaming has very much transformed into um, loss of free will or like as if life happens to you instead of through you. Yeah. You no. know, 
Now, obviously, like, there are events and things that will happen to you. It's like, yo, you didn't have any kind of, like, word or say into it. You know what I'm saying? People who have traumatic experiences. People, like you said, their dad left on them. You didn't, you know what I mean? It's, no it's, I'm, I'm not, not going to pull up left. on you. It's like... You're, yeah, nigga, your dad left you yeah, because right. you did this. Because like, you were crying too much, nigga. Yeah, That's why like, your dad left you. No, it's like, no, there, <laughs> there are obviously things in life that you have no control over, yeah. right? But the simple things, relationships, uh, uh, grades, um, um, why you didn't accomplish a certain goal, that's on you, my nigga. Bro, and I will blame, I'm not going to blame you as in like, oh, you're a terrible person, but you have the sole responsibility for it. That's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, and that, that's sorry to cut you off, but remember how earlier I was like, bro, if you can't, give the empathy to your own family members, you're not going to give it to another, like, new random person in a relationship. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, like, that's part of it is, like, you know, oh, maybe all this bad stuff happened with my family. You know, it wasn't my fault, whatever. You approach all these relationships, like, you know, like, it didn't work out. Like, it wasn't my fault. He thought this way. She thought this way. Like, it's like, you know how much resentment I have towards, like, people? I Like, I used to hold resentment over people I dated. Like, I used to, like... you. Same, I used to be like, man, fuck that girl. Like, I used to be like, yo, like, man, I can't believe she, and I'd be, I'd get upset. You know, and I'd yeah, be like, man, too. like, I can't, like, nah, screw this and blah, bro. I love the fact that I'm at peace with every, like, there is not one girl that I dated that I'm not really at peace with, like, the situation that happened. And a lot of those girls did me wrong, but I'm completely at peace with it. Why? Because if I hold on to that stuff, I'm going to bring it into every relationship I have moving forward. And I don't want that because I'm not weak enough that I'm going to let them control my life in that That's way. That's true. I'm a I, f- man. I was going to also say, like, you have to empathize with yourself as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, the mistakes that you probably had in the relationship, whatever, yes. you have to forgive yourself. It's like, I'm not that same person from three years ago. Ahmed is a completely different person. And similar to you, like, I remember in our early, early episodes, maybe like episode like three or four, you mentioned, like, um, like you need to make amends with you know relationships and ever since then I was like you know what you're right so anytime I I will catch myself thinking about somebody that I've had a past relationship with I'm like you know what let me reach out and let me make amends not only for them but for myself so that there's no control there's no resentment so like I'm not gonna say like oh 100 percent like there there might be a few I'm like mm, we haven't had that conversation yet but that's okay like I think that's like 95 percent of the time for me it's like. I have no grudge whatsoever between anybody. Cause like, yo, that that was the past, man. Like I'm a completely different man. Like I am bossed up. I'm still bossing up. I'm bossed up at where I'm at right now. Yeah, like don't don't get me wrong. Like I'll tell you everything you did wrong. I ain't forget shit. Oh not, no, 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 I no, 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 no. You. Not at all. I, I didn't forget, and not even not, just forgave you. Yeah, the way I phrase it is not like I forgave you. The way I, I like to phrase it is I forgave the situation. Mm. You know, like because <clears throat> that absolves everyone of like the mistakes that were made at the time. Even though, like, let's be honest, sometimes I'd be having only like 10% of the responsibility. But as long as I can forgive that, then like you have to live with 90% of the responsibility. Like, you think 10%? What? You said you had 10% of the responsibility? Not in every... No, I'm saying even though some situations... Oh, some. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying even in the situations where I was only 10% wrong Mm -hmm. and I had to forgive, like, it's still worth it because I didn't forget what happened. You have to live with all that shit that happened too. But I forgave the situation. I forgave you for, for what you did. You've never made amends, I can tell, because you never reached out to apologize or yeah. to, to talk about this. So you're harboring all of that inside of you. And I know you're bringing that into your next relationship and the one after that. And it's, and it's like, it's... 
I had a I had a girl that I dated, right? I'll keep this real short. There's a girl that I dated, uh, like literally like one minute. A girl that I dated, uh, she did me wrong. She did me wrong. I did you wrong. <laughs> Baby. Go ahead. <laughs> so like this chick I dated, right? She did me wrong. And um, like we ended up, you know, splitting apart, whatever. Um, even after everything that happened, I reached out to her to be like, hey, no hard feelings. Like, let's just like, let's be cool. You know, she she wasn't interested in the conversation. Right. And I'm, I was like, all right, cool. Like, I kind of just left it at that point. I saw at some point that she had entered into another relationship. She dated the dude for a few years, like years. You know what I'm saying? They broke up. She's single right now. When I first heard they broke up, the very first thing I thought was, I knew it. Mm. Like, the very first, because, and it's not like I wanted the relationship to fail, right? Because I don't know her and I don't know him like that. You know what I'm saying? But you what I do know is that you're not gonna, and you're not gonna be happy until you overcome this. And you can't overcome it without addressing me. You know, and so what I kind of just stood off of is the fact that, all right, we're human beings. We're a lot more similar than we are different. If I feel this way because of something, you probably feel that way too, whether you're conscious about it or not. Yeah, 100%. I I was just thinking in my head before we ended off, I was just thinking like, you're just like chilling, whatever. And then you find out that like they break up and you're just like, Chris move. Uh huh. Ladies, nah, but uh, hey man, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. We, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, (laughs) uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Like, we wouldn't have gone this far without y'all's support. We love you guys so much. Um, stay tuned, like, we're still consistently making stuff. Um, yes, yeah, so this is Ahmed and your boy Luffy, and this is the Brotherly Love Podcast. Thank you guys so much. Peace.